What's up, guys? Welcome into our Fantasy and Sports Podcast. This is your host, Vivek Iron. Today, we're going to be discussing Dynasty Rankings. Uh, by position, and it's going to be for PPR scoring, uh, factoring age, factoring what team they're on, and potential trades or something like that. So let's get started. So first, we'll go over the running backs, and as we probably know, there are two clear-cut one and twos in uh, Dynasty right now, being Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Ezekiel Elliott is... Um, one year older, has a couple more years of tread on his tires. So I'd say Saquon Barkley is the number one uh, dynasty running back. Despite having a god-awful offense last year, he put up gargantuan numbers and was one of the best running backs for fantasy. Despite Odell Beckham Jr. leaving the team, making the team just overall worse, I feel as if Eli Manning isn't going to last more than one more year um, as a starting quarterback, at least without a rookie or a young backup behind him. And that will eventually help uh, Saquon Barkley potentially become one of the best running backs in fantasy in a very long time because he still was a top five running back last season with the terrible offense. Number two, I'd say, is Ezekiel Elliott. As the offense has been upgraded with Amari Cooper, you re-signed Dexter Lawrence, and honestly, that team is very good. And uh, with Dak Prescott still on his rookie deal, they're trying to win now. And despite them having to re-sign Zeke and Prescott in the future, they still will have a solid core. Ezekiel Elliott uh, boosted his catch numbers from last season to I believe 77 receptions up from 26 the year prior and 32 the year before that and this massive increase in catches and in targets 95 targets from 38 means that they're finding out how to utilize Ezekiel Elliott best in the passing game combining that with his uh, downhill running strategy. Before, uh, earlier in the league, he was very elusive as a running back. Now he's more of a just blow through people and uh, just get extra yardage based off of will. But he's still a dominant presence and can do damage in both ways, as a pass catcher and as a runner. And next, I think we have Christian McCaffrey. because, And this is where Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara... Uh, you can make a case for either of them. Since Christian McCaffrey, one year younger, um, but he, uh, Ron Rivera and that front office has also said that they want to have another running back to take a load off of Christian McCaffrey. Because Christian McCaffrey is a fairly smaller flame in a 5'11", 205 uh, pound running back. He does have high draft capital as the 8th over- overall pick in the first round by Carolina. And they want to lighten his workload in 2019, likely going forward. I still think that he is a great running back, especially considering PPR, because he's still going to get probably the uh, same amount of catches. Incredibly talented, but he probably is not going to get back. um, He's probably not going to get as many running back touches. Now, he ha- Ron Rivera has since clarified that statement, saying that more of extraneous snaps rather than cutting back touches, however, some of them will probably still go away. Um, and then number four or number three, you can make a case for either, I'll keep it this way because of age, is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is 23, 
as uh, another season in the league. And he, uh, his stock actually should stay around the same. We thought after Mark Ingram would leave that um, potentially Alvin Kamara would have the workhorse role. However, it didn't uh, all pan out that way. But Alvin Kamara is still an incredible dominant presence as a running back. He's one of the best pass-catching running backs. You could make an argument for the best along with Christian McCaffrey in the entire league. And he still can make his mark by uh, being a running down back. So he's really a three down back. He can play first, second, or third down. And uh, is an incredible red zone threat as well. And that just boosts his overall production because in fantasy football, touchdowns are valued at such a high like value that's disproportionate to the amount of yards you score so Alvin Kamara will always be uh, one of the best running backs in uh, fantasy football next we have Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley is 24 so he's creeping up on age a bit still very young and Todd Gurley before this season he was the number one dynasty running back and even like midway through the season, he was probably number one as well, with Saquon Barkley being the counterpart number one. The issue with what happened at the end of the season was, we saw how Todd Gurley is injury prone. He had an ACL injury early in his career. He had his uh, injury this time, and this shows, and both are leg injuries, so this shows that there is a potential for him to get injured. This nagging injury stayed through to the playoffs, and we saw how C.J. Anderson took a lot of the running back snaps. This uh, makes me believe that the Rams may potentially get another running back to complement him in a more uh, in a larger role than it was Malcolm Brown at the start of the season. They just re-signed Malcolm Brown, which means that likely they are not going to re-sign C.J. Anderson, which is slightly good for his stock, but. Uh, Malcolm Brown is still probably going to be used in more of a C.J. Anderson type role. Not as much so, but pretty close. That way, just to take the tread off of um, Todd Gurley's tires since they signed him to a massive contract and they don't want that to come back and uh, be really bad for their team. So they want to protect their asset. Number six is Joe Mixon. At 22 years old, he's shown incredible flashes of talent. And uh, this year was uh, running back one. We saw how Joe Mixon, honestly, like he tore it up on the field. And he's definitely warranting the spot. At 6'1", 228, he has that pretty stable frame for running back, which um, which is really good to see. They spent a second round pick on Mixon, meaning that they are pretty invested in him. There were rumors of Giovanni Bernard starting to steal some of the touches, but... I don't think those are warranted, and in fact, um, Joe Mixon will do very well in that. Joe Mixon had nine touchdowns, uh, both receiving and rushing combined last season, which is a pretty decent rate. Uh, 78.2% catch percentage, which is also fairly high, considering that he did have a decent sample size of 43 receptions, which breaks down to about 2, 2.5, 2.5. Uh, six a game, which is, I mean, that can honestly be improved pretty fast. And he only played in 14 games uh, last season. So those numbers can all be improved. And Joe Mixon is a bright young prospect. Uh, He's made his way past what he did in college and now looks like uh, a franchise running back for that team. 
Alright, number seven. Number seven, I am going to go with Nick Chubb. And this is something that is highly contested. And not a lot of uh, people I talk to like agree with this opinion. But I honestly think that Nick Chubb is a very talented running back. In his rookie year, he rushed for 996 yards in nine games started. Just to put that into context, that would be over 100 yards per game in those games he started. Now, he did play all 16 games, but in those first few, did not really have that big of an impact. He had one game where he just broke out and was incredible. Uh, he had 10 r- rushing and receiving touchdowns, which I think will end up going up. I think that could be like a 12, a 13 uh, touchdown next season. One thing is he isn't very well utilized in the passing game. He had 20 receptions in 16 games, 9 games started, which I think, again, that may... That's going to stay around the same because with Kareem Hunt coming on, he will be more of the pass-catching running back as he has shown in the past. He is very uh, well-fitted towards that role, whereas Nick Chubb is more of just the rusher. But uh, he's a big play threat, lightning in a bottle, and um, Nick Chubb, because of his age as well, uh, being... Uh, let me check real quick. Being 23 years old as a rookie, he doesn't have the tread on his tires as many other 23-year-olds and can be a very long-term uh, starter in this league. Now, again, because it's PPR, you can make a case to move him down. I actually think now that uh, he may be a bit behind Dalvin Cook. However, still, um, Nick Chubb should be like number eight. And the true number seven probably should be Dalvin Cook. Because Dalvin Cook, on that Minnesota offense, now is alone. The solo back in that backfield. Uh, having been a second-round pick, he has that draft equity. Um, 23 years old, 5'10", 210. Um, he has a decent frame, just has gotten injured in the past a lot, which is unfortunate for him. But Dalvin Cook, despite all of this, only starting in 10 games last season... Still had 615 yards rushing and had four touchdowns rushing and receiving. Those numbers obviously aren't great, but you have to keep in mind in the games he started, some of them he ended up leaving early. And Dalvin Cook wasn't really right until the end of the season and you saw what he could do. Now, injuries are definitely a legitimate concern with them, but... If he can stay healthy, he has top five upside, which is why Dalvin Cook warrants being this far up. Next, at number nine, we have Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon, for the Los Angeles Chargers, is fairly like to Dalvin Cook. Although he doesn't have the extensive use of history, uh, injury history as does Dalvin Cook, he still has a history of having some injuries. And that is somewhat of an issue, especially at his... Um, a, a bit later age than the rest of them at 25. 6'1", 215, solid frame. Um, first round draft pick by the Chargers. And there isn't really anyone who's ready to take his job. This age is the only reason why I bumped him this far back in the into um, the number 9 spot. But Melvin Gordon's definitely a very powerful running back. And I love him in redraft leagues. He gets the catches. And yeah, I I just think that Melvin Gordon is a stud who is advancing a bit in age. All right, and number 10, and we're going to stop at number 10 after this and move on to our next position, is David Johnson. David Johnson, at 27 years old, is advanced in age. 
However, things you need to consider is now the Cliff Kingsbury offense, if they draft Kyler Murray, it could be incredible for that offense because although I don't believe in Kyler Murray as much as other people do, other people do believe in him. And he also is a prolific rusher, as we have seen, and rushing quarterbacks often uh, synergize very well with uh, rushing, like running backs in general. And David Johnson, we saw how talented he was um, a couple years ago when, before his ACL injury, was one of the most dominant uh, people in all of fantasy football. He was scoring more than quarterbacks, and he was an asset that won people championships. He still has that talent. Nothing has really changed. And his injury, he didn't get injured much last season at all. So that seems to be a thing of the past. So I think that David Johnson has massive potential, but he also has that downside as we saw last year. A fringe RB1 is his downside. And some other like honorable mentions include Carrion Johnson, who I had at... Uh, number 12, I think that Carrion at 21 years old is going to get the lead back role in Detroit. And although it isn't a great offense, Carrion will be able to uh, benefit from that moving towards rushing attack offense. When you have Matt Patricia as your uh, coach, a defensive-minded uh, coach, usually you have a running game that complements the defense. And they are probably going to focus on Carrion Johnson as one of their primary weapons in that offense. Other people include Le'Veon Bell, who I had just off of number 10 because he is up in age. He is on the Jets, a terrible offense. He is paired with Adam Gase, and Adam Gase has shown in the past that if he does not like you, he will not play you to the extent that he should. And with Le'Veon's uh, aggressive personality, this may not meld well with them. And already being in a fairly bad offense... It may not go as well as people think for Le'Veon. And I will not be drafting him likely in redraft because his ADP is going to skyrocket. Alright, and that's it for the running backs. So now let's move on to wide receivers. Wide receivers, number one has to be DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, 26 years old. And for perspective, 26 years old for a wide receiver isn't all that much. Because wide receivers can continue into their mid-30s and very few times late 30s. So DeAndre Hawkins still has at least five more years left in his prime and uh, can still be a dominant force. And as we saw last year, like he warrants being that number one receiver. The In redraft, the considerations are between Hopkins and Adams, but... Honestly, like they're trying to add pieces around Adam, so we don't know about his long-term longevity. And we've seen DeAndre do it for so long, be so much more talented than anyone he goes against. I think he definitely should be up here. Number two is o- OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. And this is because of the trade to uh, for him being on the Browns. He's he's just an incredible player. He's an incredible asset, and um. OBJ, dang back from his the catch, uh, we have followed him throughout, and he has been good under pressure. And I think he's just going to continue uh, doing the same on the Cleveland offense, who now has Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Cowboy. Like, they have some serious weapons. This leads to the question, if there are enough touches to go around. I think no. I think that Antonio Cowboy takes a big hit, and I think that they're going to go more towards a passing offense. When, when they got Kareem Hunt, 
they now have like a person they could check it down to. They have the deep play threat of Jarvis Landry. They have the possess. They have another deep play threat in OBJ who can also be a possession wide receiver. So I think he's definitely the number two wide receiver in Dynasty. Number three, I'll put Devonte Adams because on Green Bay we saw last year how he's the number one. Uh, he is the most consistent wide receiver in fantasy, and you just want that because d- despite DeAndre Hopkins, like he had so many uh, breakout games, uh, more points than uh, Adams put up, he wasn't as consistent. And Devonte Adams was a epitome of consistency last year, being Aaron Rodgers by far number one receiver, with no one even getting close to encroaching on that. Devonta Adams, like they're trying to add more players around him to build up a stronger receiving core, but he will definitely be the number one wide receiver for a few more years to come. Number four. Number four becomes very interesting. This is where you get wide receivers who have holes in their game or uh, don't have the best circumstances around them. And I think right now, as it stands, Mike Evans is the next best wide receiver in Dynasty. At 25 years old, being in that Bruce Arians offense, a vertical passing attack, which is going to benefit him, especially because of the vacated targets from Deshaun Jackson and from uh, Adam Humphreys, this could easily benefit and rocket Mike Evans into a high-end or mid-end wide receiver one. And he has that longevity there, and he is the number one receiver for now. The reason why I don't skyrocket him up even more is because of Chris Godwin. And Chris Godwin is their other very talented wide receiver who just didn't get the targets. And I still think Mike Evans is better, but I think Godwin's getting close. And if so, if we see the number one wide receiver change, it would not be good at all for Mike Evans. He would fall near to out of the uh, top 10. But for now, we'll keep him at number four. Number five, Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, Juju is 22 years old, so extremely young. And uh, he is now the unquestioned number one wide receiver on that team. They got Dante Moncrief, so the wide receiving core is still pretty decent. Like, anytime you use Antonio Brown, obviously it's bad for your offense, but they, they still have a decent wide receiver core. They have a good running back in James Conner, and Big Ben is going to be playing for, I think, a couple more years, two, three more years. And after that, we have to see, but at least for now, he is going to be at that spot. And the reason why Michael Thomas's name hasn't come up yet, which it is going to now, is because I think that Drew Brees only has a couple more years left. Their successor plan in Teddy Bridgewater doesn't excite me as much as uh, it does for some people, because I don't believe in Bridgewater's ability to be a top 20 quarterback. I think he's uh, maybe around quarterback 25 in the league. And this will not benefit Michael Thomas, especially because I think he'll play more of a check down and deep threat offense, which does not benefit Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is more of a possession wide receiver. However, at 25 years old, showing utter dominance at the position, not allowing defensive backs, cornerback safeties, even working through double teams, he is incredibly talented. It's just that I don't believe the offense is going to be that great uh, in a couple of years. And I think that Michael Thomas' stock is going to take a major hit at that point. Number seven. Number seven, we're going to go with Julio Jones. 
He is 30 years old. Yes. But he is negotiating a contract which will make him the highest paid wide receiver in history. Rumors have it that it could be up to $50 million guaranteed in four to five year contract. And I think he will be good for another four to five years. Four to five years of uh, top five wide receiver warrants being at the number seven spot. And Julio Jones on that great offense in Atlanta with Matt Ryan as a quarterback with a solid complimentary piece. And um, Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu, a competent running back, actually a good, a very good running back, and Devonta Freeman. That offense is set, and that defense is not very good, as we saw last season. They are getting some pieces back, but it's still not going to be a great defense, which will mean more time for the offense and more time to go deep. Julio Jones is a possession receiver who also thri- he thrives anywhere on the field. And that connection that he has developed, he will never not be the number one wide receiver for that team. Calvin Ridley won't won't uh, get that number one spot anytime soon because Julio Jones just has that connection. He's one of the best receivers in the league and should be at this spot. All right, number eight. Number eight is Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper at 24 years old, he is on the Dallas Cowboys. And we saw how he is inconsistent. That is That is warranted however he still is one of the uh, one of the brightest young receivers in the league and I think he's going to take a next year leap with Dak Prescott having one more year to study in that offense and I think that he's definitely going to be uh, a fit for the spot that I've slotted him at all right number nine Stefan Diggs Stefan Diggs he is Fighting for the number one wide receiver spot. It's kind of a 1A, 1B with him and Thielen in the Minnesota offense. Again, they are going slightly more running back heavy, but I still think that Diggs is a great piece of the offense. 25 years old, he's still very young, and he can be very good in the future. Number 10 is Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill would have been up way higher, except for the fact that Actually, no, I'm going to put Antonio Brown at number 10 because I don't know with um with Tyreek Hill and the alleged child abuse instant that if you'll ever play football again, if that report is indeed true, because if it is, I don't know if he will ever be back in the NFL at 25 years old. He is incredibly talented. No one is uh, disputing that fact. But Tyreek Hill has a troubled backstory. And we don't know if he could stay on the field, stay out of trouble. So I'm going to put uh, Antonio Brown and Keenan Allen like their 1A and 1B for the 10 position. I'll talk about both. Antonio Brown is 30 years old, Keenan Allen 26. Both are the undisputed number one on their team. Antonio Brown even more so. They don't really have a strong number two in Tyrell Williams. And Antonio Brown under Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a lot better than people give him credit for. I think he is an average quarterback in the league who can be a championship winning quarterback. You just need a very strong roster. Well, I think that the Raiders are going to be good next season. No, but I think that they are going to have a decent offense. And Antonio Brown will thrive in that because he is just so much more talented than everyone else. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver on his team. For now. It's like that of a Mike Evans. He has Mike Williams coming on his heel. And we don't know if he'll be able to maintain that 
for five more seasons, I'd say. For but for at least the next two, he is the number one wide receiver on that team. With Philip Rivers at the head of it, and you have him for maybe four to five more or three to four more years. Keenan Allen is a great dynasty football asset. If you have him on your team, you could count on elite production for a few more years to come. So that's it for this podcast, guys. We did not get to doing QB, tight end, and uh, yeah, we did not get to quarterbacks and tight ends, but I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you guys like this podcast, please check us out on iTunes, uh, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Patreon, wherever you get your podcasts through RSS. And yeah, all right, that's it for this podcast, guys. See y'all later.